Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight. So come and join the people and I'm feeling all right. You run over not America. Over not America. Oh, yeah. Doug and Donna, so good. Performing that one live in the studio. Welcome back to Overnight America. We're here for another hour. And just basically, uh, if you are joining us here or maybe on the podcast for the first time, I would go back and listen to maybe the last couple of hours. You know what? Listen to the whole archive. Just download all the thousands of podcast hours that are sitting up there. Yeah, just go ahead and just do it right. Don't even think twice about it. And then you can really be caught up and then join us uh, for this one. So there's a few other things I wanted to get to. I didn't really get a whole lot of time to talk about that recorded call with the Georgia officials. Uh, maybe we'll get to that in a little bit because it is a pretty big deal and we'll be for sure hearing about it a lot this week. One thing I did want to bring up is the way that the 117th Congress was brought into uh, session. And it was brought in by a prayer from Representative Emanuel Cleaver from Missouri, 5th District over in the Kansas City area. And I think that Representative Cleaver also did the same thing last year, opening up the Congress in prayer. And I heard this one and I thought, well, wait a minute, something's um, something's not right here. I wanted to play for you the entire opening thing and you can hear it for yourself. Um, where was it? Did I? Oh, here it is. OK. I decided to, to pull the whole two minute prayer two and a close to two and a half minute prayer. And I listened to this and I thought, who is he praying to? To me, it sounds like he's praying, well, not to God, but let's listen to it and hear if you can catch the part that a lot of people are raising their eyebrow at. God, noiselessly, we bow before your throne of grace as we leave behind the politically and socially clamorous year of 2020. We gather now in this consequential chamber to inaugurate another chapter 
in our roller coaster representative government. The members of this august body acknowledge your sacred supremacy and therefore confess that without your favor and forbearance, we enter this new year relying dangerously on our own fallible nature. God, at a moment when many believe that the bright light of democracy is beginning to dim, empower us with an extra dose of commitment to its principles. May we of the 117th Congress refuel the lamp of liberty so brimful that generations unborn will witness its undying flame. And may we model community healing, control our tribal tendencies, and quicken our spirit that we may feel thy priestly presence even in moments of heightened disagreement. May we so feel your presence that our service here may not be soiled by any utterances or acts unworthy of this high office. Insert in our spirit a light so bright that we can see ourselves in our politics as we really are, soiled by selfishness, perverted by prejudice, and inveigled by ideology. Now may the God who created the world and everything in it bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace. Peace in our families, peace across this land, and dare I ask, O oh Lord, peace even in this chamber, now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. Amen and a woman. All right, so um, at the very end of that, I don't even know if this, when I listen to this, counts as a prayer. It was more of a statement. And I listened to it, and at the very end, I'm sure you caught it, this is what everyone's talking about, how he ends it. A man and a woman. A man and a woman. Ugh. This is this is more than just roll your eyes at that and say, you got to roll your eyes. No, it's it's actually a little bit worse than that. This is coupled with what happened not more than a couple of days ago when House Speaker Nancy Pelosi unveiled the new rules of Congress, including completely gender-neutral words, as in we need to be more conscious of this all, and we need to get rid of anything. So instead of uh, congressmen, congresswomen, how about congressperson? Congressperson's much more inclusive if we can say it like that. Or anything that has the word man, woman, mother, or son, gender-specific pronouns, we need to strip all of those mentions from anything we put together. And you see this in just how dumb the idea is. And then you hear it put into practice when this representative from Kansas City, Representative Emanuel Cleaver, stands up and at the end says, a man and a woman. And keep in mind, a man is not a gendered term. It just means so be it. Biblical. So be it. To say a woman is you purposely trying to go out of your way to try to make it into some gendered thing 
because that's what you believe you're doing your duty as a member of Congress to do this sort of thing. Keep in mind, when you do things like this, what you're doing is you're it's like you're praying to wokeness. You're praying to being politically correct. And in the prayer, it's it's, you know, wokeness and all of these other things that are rolled into it. It becomes idolatry. I mean, you are bowing down in you are praising wokeness. You are praising this crazy way of, hey, we have to make this our God. It is absolutely beyond me to think that this is what Congress has turned into. So that's why I really don't look at that as a prayer. I look at that as a statement. And if anything, it's them um, just, I don't know, making wokeness their new God. And it's sad to see that. It really is. It's sad to see that. All right. Well, what a great way to open up the last hour of the show. 314-436-7900. A lot of people have been talking about that online. I'm sure you may have seen some clips. What I'm really hoping is that Representative Cleaver could maybe come out and clarify. I didn't really mean to say that. That was a slip and say, uh, you know, maybe it was a mistake. This would be great. Give him another opportunity to come back and separate himself from that because it's, it's pretty dangerous. I mean, for you to stand up, someone that has the responsibility to open up Congress in prayer, you have that responsibility and you do something like this. If you are a believer and you're actively partaking in idolatry like this openly and, you know, prideful of it, then boy, for your own sake, you may want to walk that back. This is Overnight America, KMOX. All right, so I did this last hour. It seemed to work out pretty good. So why don't I do that again right now? Give you an option. Here's the uh, choose your own adventure option of the show tonight. Maybe this is a good Sunday feature. We can talk about Trump's call to Georgia that was uh, released earlier today. Or we could talk about food. First person to text me that answer. It's the direction I'll go in. 314-436-7900. Food or the Trump call to Georgia. First text message in that tells me the direction I'll take in. One thing I wanted to point out while you're texting in, I wanted to look at the homicide numbers for the city of St. Louis. And it's weird to pull up now that it is in 2021, the same PDF file that the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department has put together, normally updated daily, sometimes every other day or every third day or whatever it was. When I look at it and the number for 2020 kept rising and rising and higher, 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 and you wondered how high would that number get? The number, the official number here that they have on it is 262 homicides for the city of St. Louis. Not good. I look at that number for 2021. And as of right now, the last date they have is January 2nd. That number is zero. That means there are zero homicides reported as of last update from the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department, which we know is a a day off right now. So they haven't really updated Sunday's numbers. No open cases, no closed cases, no victims, no indictments, no nothing, no suspects, no areas around the air uh, of the city, no south, no central, no north, nothing, all zeros. This may be the only time it is like this, which is kind of sad, actually, when the, the numbers continue to rise 
through last year. I don't know if we're going to break 162. I hope we don't. But that's not good. St. Louis City's homicide rate is highest that it's been in 50 years. The record that was set back in 93 was 267. And you go back to the 60s before you see those 260 range. Now, keep in mind, or 70s, I should say. Keep in mind, too, that back in the 70s, the population in St. Louis was a lot higher, meaning that the rate, the homicide rate is terrible right now in the city of St. Louis. I would almost use this as a way to point out all the different cities that have talked about defunding the police as in, oh, do we really need this many police officers? Oh, do we really need to do this? And the areas that have started to do this, the Minneapolis is the world uh, they learned very quickly that it was a mistake. If anything, maybe we should just look at St. Louis as the control. So when there's a city, a large metropolitan area that decides they want to start cutting police, and they want to know what the results of that may be. How about they point to St. Louis and say, all right, here's a city that is well below the approved number of police officers needed to properly police a city. And how long have they been down for? OK, a while. Let's see. What are their homicide numbers? I wonder how they did in 2020. Ooh, boy. This is a little eye opening. Let us be a warning to a lot of these other cities. And how about we look at some of these other cities with proper policing? And how about we say to ourselves, uh, how, come, uh, uh, how, come, how come that we've played this game where we just cycle people back onto the streets, where um, we do everything we can to get even violent criminals out of the uh, prisons because you don't like the prison system, and you see repeat offenses or just ignoring ones that were even confessing to crimes, How's that working out? It's not. It's terrible. St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports the city's homicide rate hit 87 killings per 100,000 residents in 2020, the highest on record since 1970. The figure exceeds the previous high of 69 per 100,000 set in 1993. So even when you look at the number being higher in 1993, there was more people living in the city. So per 100,000, looking pretty terrible. It's sad. It's sad that every time we have to look at this and open this up and we have to try to decide the way the city is going, we never have any good news with it. It's always bad news with that. It's always bad news. And this is always going to be sitting there right on our shoulders waiting for us, this giant weight on our back. And there's nothing. It feels like we're just helpless. There's nothing I can do. If anything, some of the things that would be great is if we had a better circuit attorney, someone that actually wanted to prosecute crimes and maybe, uh, you know, wanted people that wanted to work under her to, you know, make the city a better place as opposed to flee because they don't want to uh, be a part of it. Yeah, that'd be a nice sign. I mean, uh, how about if we get some stability in the circuit attorney's office? How about we get some more police officers? How about we throw some more support behind them? Uh, and how about we start to realize that Hey, there's not all, not everyone's a good person. <laughs> it, it's like, oh, no, no, no. We need to get a hundred chances to someone, um, even if they commit violent crimes. And it would be a crime for us to put them in prison because we don't like the prison. We don't like the building or whatever. This is part of the problem. <sighs> I hate coming back in 2021 and having to give this same type of speech over and over again. It's sad. 
I was going online and I didn't get a chance to see this, but Fox two posted one of Elias Davis. You paid for it. Uh, apparently he sat down with the police chief. I haven't had a chance to watch this video yet. I hope that I get a chance to do it sometime soon. I love Elliot Davis. I think uh, Elliot Davis and Lauren Traeger, two of the best journalists, uh, investigative journalists in the city of St. Louis, easily the number one and two. I also look at Kevin Colleen here and someone here at KMOX. We're so lucky to have him. Kevin's just fantastic in everything he does. The different angles and the ideas he brings up. Maybe the most creative broadcaster I've ever encountered. We're just lucky. St. Louis has some really great people here that are doing their thing. When we come back, um, a few other things I wanted to get to. And I guess we'll do the Trump call in Pennsylvania. Might as well. I mean, I so the recorded call is out there. I want to talk a little bit about what was in that call, what was said. I have some audio clips I want to play for you from the call. And I, I just have some general thoughts on what this means. And we'll get to that all coming up after the weather. And yeah, it's been cold. I look at it being in the 40s, feeling like this might be my last opportunity. I keep looking around and I got all the leaves up in the lawn. Yeah, leaves are gone, which is nice, but the gumballs are still up there and they keep dropping. So this is what will happen. I'll sweep the drive. I'll sweep the sidewalk. And then it wouldn't be more than 10 minutes later. I'll look out and there's more gumballs out there. So it's like you got to wait. Maybe this week in the 40s, this will be my chance to try to get as many of those bad boys as I can get up. I hate those things. And uh, there'll be more waiting for me. We'll take a look at your weather coming up next too. It's Overnight America, KMOX. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. And here we are, Overnight America, spending just a little bit of time that uh, we have, which is nice. And if you want to join in, you can. But I wanted to cover this pretty big story that has been really taking a lot of people online in many different directions of what exactly will come from this phone call to Georgia. And there was a lot of people on this call. It sounds like because of the quality of this call, someone from inside of the white house may have released this audio. Um, and I'm going to take the Reuters approach to this one, at least their article, they're right up on it. It says U S president, Donald Trump pressured Georgia's top election official to find enough votes to overturn his defeat in the Southern state, according to a recording of an hour long call published by media on Sunday. So I'm going to play some of the clips so you can kind of hear what we're talking about here and I can go back to it and we can comment on the ones that are drawing attention, at least the most attention. The Washington Post has a full hour up. I didn't get a chance to listen to the full hour. In fact, I didn't even know the full hour was posted at first. I thought everything that they were linking to in the Washington Post was about a four minute clip, a four and a half minute clip. And it was edited. So it was just them going in and out of certain parts of the call. But then eventually I found that they actually did post the entire call on there. And it has to do with a moment where he being Donald Trump, pretty forceful in the sense that he's saying, I won the state and we need to find these votes because he believes the votes are there. And, they, you know, part of the, the thing is you have the ability to bring this case forward and the case has been brought forward. And it just wasn't convincing enough. Now, the problem that you run into at this point is you could say, I still disagree with it. And I believe that we could make our case, but I don't think that's the approach he's taking here. And it just is one of those deals where it makes him look 
worse than it is. And then people take this and they say, well, here it is, uh, another impeachable offense or whatever. And then they play the, you know, the boy who cries wolf card over and over and over again. And I think people, a lot of times, people are just so turned off and exhausted from all of the false starts that everyone's claimed for him that you just, you, you get just enough. You're like, okay, I'm not going to listen to you saying that, oh man, this is, he's going to go to jail for this and he committed a crime, blah, 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 blah. No, I mean, again, it's just going to fall into the category of one of those, you're taking this way too far in your assessment. And then again, you never look at any of the things that were brought up beforehand. By the way, even Biden included in some of these without you don't even you don't even spend one percent of energy on those things. But somehow 100 percent of your energy is going to be put forward on a call like this. Uh, it, so you just get tired of it and you're like, OK, if you're not going to take it seriously, then why should I take what you're saying is seriously? Why should I take your concerns seriously? All right. So let's listen to part of this call from. Donald Trump. I think Mark Meadows was on it, too. And this is to the Georgia secretary of state and his lawyer. We have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's there's nothing wrong with with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having the having a correct the people of Georgia are angry. And these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. OK, so this goes back to challenging Georgia and Georgia not, I guess, overturning things in the state because of those challenges. Uh, Trump still believes that there's opportunities there. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think there are people that look at it and understand that the things don't add up And the camp I'm in right now. When I look at this, I'll say there are a lot of shady things that go on and probably have gone on. It's just not enough for me to go out there and say, yeah, he's right here. This should be overturned. I just haven't seen the thing that makes me believe it should be overturned yet. Uh, we'll continue with the call. Now, do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's illegal. No, Ryan Germany. No, Dominion is not. Um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County? We're having well, but no, but, but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. You sure, Ryan? I'm sure. Okay. So when he says "do sure," so this is what I think could happen. So what if they do present evidence, at least as part of this challenge in the electoral college vote? And they say, here it is. OK, we get two hours to debate Georgia or whatever. And here is our proof, our evidence of this. So here's what could happen. There's two different ways to, to look at this and think about this. This could be a strategic move to release this call from Donald Trump's side and one of his colleagues because they could say, all right, here is the the. Here is the lawyer for the secretary of state in the secretary of state, both saying these things didn't happen. But we have 
indisputable proof that they did happen, and then they present that proof. What if something like that happens? What what if what if something like that happens? I don't know if it will, but what if it does? When I hear the way that that sort of thing is set up, are you sure? Are you sure? What if something is presented on Monday? As in President Trump did mention that something's going to come out on Monday. This could be a wild week. I mean, this could be a really wild week. There's more to the call. Uh, Again, these are cherry picked. So there's just certain parts of it that are coming out, at least what the Washington Post decided to highlight. These are the ones I'm playing for you. You should want to have an accurate election. And you're a Republican. We believe that we do have an accurate election. No, I know you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have. You don't have. Not even close. You got. You're off by hundreds of thousands of votes. Okay. You know what they did, and you're not reporting it. That's a. You know that's a criminal. That's a criminal offense. And and you know you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyer. That's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery, uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can, both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. Okay, so that's the part of the call that people are highlighting on. They're they're looking at that and they're saying, here's what I want. I want to find eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes. That's what he wants. He just wants to say, this is what I want out of it. I don't know when I hear that, if I hear him. So let's look at this as a lawyer. Like, let's say let's pretend we're lawyers. Let's pretend for some reason I had my law license and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, how am I going to defend this? And then let's flip to the other side and say, how am I going to prosecute this? So let's say with the prosecute side, because this is what people are trying to bring up. They'll say that is indisputable evidence that he was trying to have the secretary of state of Georgia use his power to illegally manufacture votes and to overturn this election because of this. This is what he was wanting him to do. And because he was the president, the secretary of state is in a position to do that. Thus, it was illegal for him to try to influence the election this way. Okay, so that's what a prosecution would say, something along those lines. Then you can flip it around the other side and you can say, him laying out what he wants, which is Georgia to be uh, a red state, for him to say, this is what ultimately I want, and here's why I think it could go that way. Because he said, I've heard, and I've, I've heard from my people that these things have been happening, and what I want is to see uh, votes to go my way, whatever it is. Uh, to me, is on a defense, I don't see how you would be able to bring up charges against Donald Trump, mostly because you would point to that and say, none of that is pressuring him to do anything. All he's doing is saying exactly what his lawsuits have said. I want to overturn, and here's how you do it, and this is why we think it's done this way. Uh, it's exactly what he's brought up in his lawsuits. I don't, and, and keep in mind, too, 
when you get a bunch of people on a conference call that's recorded and released to the public, it's not really a giant conspiracy at that point. I mean, it's not like he's trying to keep any of this hidden. This is everything he said, not only in public, but also through lawsuits. Now, them being unsuccessful lawsuits is one thing. Him discussing it on the same phone line, is that criminal? I don't think so. But that's where we're at right now. Um, and it, I don't know if I'm going to go back and listen to everything. Again, I'm just tired of it all. I'm exhausted of this all. And the fact that I'm even talking about it is probably exactly what the critics want. Um, because, I mean, they can go out there and scream and yell all they want. And they go back into the, the house and use something that's not gender specific. And then they'll, you know, everyone gets upset because they said congressman instead of congressperson. And then they'll be talking about something else in the next 48 hours. And it's just over. And there it is. All done. Is anyone surprised, though, that at least from Donald Trump's campaign, when he continues to contest and try to fight legally, whatever challenges he's have left? Is there anyone that's surprised that he would say, yeah, we believe that there's evidence for this? I mean, what's how can that be surprising to so many people? Um, and the other thing I want to bring up, too, is when I hear him talk, I think this is the end game for him. It does sound desperate. It does. It, it sounds like a desperation call. I don't know who it was. Uh, Kamala Harris, I think, in the CBS update said it's it sounds like desperation. But she's what did she say? She like kind of stuttered when she said it, like she was trying to like she was trying to philosophy, bring like philosophy into it or whatever. She really stretched it out unnecessarily. But yeah, I do agree with her on that. It does sound desperate. And when I listen to it and I think about the stand that's going to be done during the Electoral College debate, the senator will back up. They'll get a couple hours to debate it and air their evidence out. And then that'll be the end. Senate's not going to agree with them. They're not going to do anything. Nothing's going to change. It's going to be put into Joe Biden's camp. And then it's over. It's that's it. It's the end game. And I think that kind of puts a bow on it. This phone call does. Unless there's something crazy that happens on Monday night. And I guess anything can change between now and then. I'm sure there'll be a lot more people talking about that. Is Rush back on Monday? He might be returning for the year on Monday. I'd be curious how he handles this topic. I hope he's doing well with his health. Like I mentioned, he's got a birthday coming up next week. Turns 70. So uh, I hope he's back in and feeling good. Hope we get some positive news from him tomorrow. We've got one more segment left on Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Here we are on Overnight America. A couple more minutes here. And I had some food stories I was going to cover, so I might as well do that. And just I saw this report come in. Dense fog advisory up until noon on Monday. So that includes St. Charles, St. Louis, St. Louis uh, City and County, I should say. Jefferson County is included in that one. So up until noon, uh, starting now, and driving conditions could have low visibility, so be mindful, be careful. Looks like that'll extend into your morning, so I'm just hoping that doesn't make things really difficult if you're planning on going somewhere around the city or the area tomorrow. Just be mindful. Dense fog advisory in place. A couple of food stories, because you know I like me a good food story, and this would be a good way to end the show out. So there's a new snack that's going to be coming. Snack pouches have been all the rage. You know, you buy a box of snack pouches. Before, it just used to be potato chips. That's all you can get. 
really inside of a bag, but now they put just about anything in there. And Captain Crunch Crunchberry pouches are going to be for sale here before you know it. So account has posted photos of these things starting to pop up. It's not quite everywhere yet, but Captain Crunch has been a longtime favorite food and the Crunch Berries being the best part of it. They look like they're going to expand this into a snack. To me, you almost need the milk to make it work. I don't know if just eating Crunch Berries for the sake of eating Crunch Berries is all that appealing to me. And then again, I also eat like a child, so I know these things every once in a while. I might just want a crunch barrier or two, but I don't know if enough to get a snack pouch. But this may bring back enough nostalgia for anyone. Wouldn't this be great? One of these little snack pouches. And then for whatever reason, you find a little carton of milk and you can make like a small, small cup or bowl of cereal with just the fresh crunch berries. But think of everything you can do with getting crunch berries anyway other than just going to the store, buying a box and bagging them yourself, which I'm sure are a lot cheaper. But they started to make their way out there. Look for them if you got one or if you're planning on getting one, let me know. Here's another one, too. Hershey has unveiled a line of Easter candy, and there's a lot of different Hershey experimentations that are going to be out there. There's a milk chocolate bunny with break-apart ears. That sounds pretty awesome. There's one that really gets me interested. It looks like a regular Hershey cup where there's the peanut butter in the middle, but the bottom part of the cup is chocolate. And instead of the top part being chocolate, the top part is marshmallow. Oh, that sounds awesome. Doesn't that sound great? There's another one too. Uh, Hershey's icebreakers says uh, we'll be returning for favorites. Like um, the, the icebreakers, meaning they, they look like little bunnies and things. There's some that are build your own. Like, so build your own chocolate bunnies, which sounds pretty awesome. There's some that are ice cubes, like little candy ice cubes, things like that. So Hershey's is going to be stepping it up with candy around the corner. I think they understand the eating habits of people have changed so much that they're more than happy to go out there. There's no shame in the candy that they're eating at this point. That's a full meal for a lot of people. One other food story, and this kind of counts as a food story. If you haven't heard or seen this already, the FDA put out a warning there's certain lots of sports mix pet food that's been recalled because of fatal levels of, of uh, it's a flaxotoxin, flax of uh, aflatoxin, something like that. So the FDA is alerting pet owners. There's a, a certain sport mix pet food. I've never heard of sport mix. We're lucky to have Purina here in St. Louis and all the great work and the stuff that they put out there. But apparently there's a, a moldy asparagus flavor that have been turning up in the sport mixed pet food. And they're warning if you have this stuff to go online, check the numbers, check the bags and see if you are holding something because you can go return it. So pets that experience this sort of thing, loss of appetite, jaundice, you know, yellow tint to their eyes or gums, vomiting, diarrhea, severe cases could be fatal. So if you see these sort of uh, things popping up in your animal, your pet, you know, take them to a vet. Stop feeding them that stuff. It'll help you. But then again, I don't know if I've ever purchased. And this, the thing that you always need to be mindful of, and this is what people tell me, be really careful where you buy your food from. For many years, everyone said, look at the bag, or, or even if you buy dog treats, look where it's at or where it's made from. Is it made in the United States or is it made in China? And people have been telling me this forever. 
if you see dog food made in China, like the you turn it around, you see like your dog bones made in China, pick a different dog bone. <laughs> Better for you not to have to risk or gamble with something like that. They've been saying that stuff for years. And here we are today looking at all the, the problems, at least it's become more mainstream. Some of the different grievances that people have with that country and rightfully so. Well, that'll about do it for us here on Overnight America. Find me on Facebook, Ryan Wrecker Radio is how you find us on Facebook. On Twitter, at Ryan Wrecker. You can message me, reach me on there. I'll be back again Monday night starting at 8 o'clock. Like I said, I cannot wait to have that conversation with Richard Bino because this is going to be a big one. What a wild and crazy week. Maybe we can even have him for three segments. Might as well because there's just so much to cover with him. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of your night. And uh, take care, stay warm, be careful if you're driving, and watch that fog. We'll see ya. Bye. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 